the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to another week here in the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I am your host. I am your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and Simul TV. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV. And if you'd like to have happy music in your life, commercial free, especially in these times, you know, there's enough negativity all over the world. Go to www.xzbnprime.com and at 724, 365 of super cool music. Music that will make you happy, it'll put a smile on your face, and you know what? It's with our compliments, because we don't want to be part of the problem, we want to be part of the solution. So that's at www.xzbn.net, where you can also take the coronavirus poll. Wow, it's going crazy out there, Exxon Nation. Uh, my wife and I went shopping today, and the, the shelves were basically empty. Now, we live 
in uh, Fort Erie, which is right at the U.S. border of, of Buffalo. So you've got all the American cars that are coming over to to buy a lot of stuff here in Canada because in the United States, they're, they're, their shelves are empty, from what I understand. You know, and, and these, are, these are very trying times, and I believe that these are times where we need to band together. We need to, we need to work together, live together, take care of each other. You know, if, if you've got an elderly person that lives near you, go over, see how they're doing. You know, you don't go in. You can just give them a call, for goodness sake. If you can help a neighbor out, do it. You know, it's, it's these times that make us the great human race that we are. Well, there, that's what I say, and that's what I truly believe. And uh, to all the first responders out there in the medical community, God bless each and every one of you for the great sacrifices that you're doing. I know for a fact many of the retired doctors and nurses are being pulled back into service. Retired police officers, retired paramedics, retired firefighters are all stepping up and returning to the, the front lines because they realize as do we as we all do that we need to do whatever we need to do to get us through this this rather trying time that we find ourselves in so to each and every one of the first responders out there god bless you thank you for doing what you're doing my guest this hour Exonation, is a lady we've had the pleasure of having on the show before her name is sarah dewin falling star she is a shamanic witch and priestess who has taught classes in magic and rituals for over 40 years. She gives lectures tying together psychology, spirituality, history, contemporary issues, and politics in an entertaining, enlightening, and humorous format. She has uh, founded Three Covens and an organization called Earth Right, which, offered, uh, which offers uh, public rituals to her Northern California community for over a dozen years. She has worked closely with uh, Starhawk during the early years of reclaiming a Wiccan ritual and teaching organization based in San Francisco. Joining me now from California is our guest this hour, Sarah Dewin Falling Star, and welcome back to the Exxon. Great having you with us. Thanks so much, Rob. It is really great to talk to you again, too. You know, you and I were talking before we went on air about uh, how the coronavirus is affecting your your neck of the woods. And uh, you're going in isolation, you were saying? Uh, yeah, they, they have just, uh, as of midnight tonight, wow. uh, everyone is supposed to shelter in place. Shelter in place, you're yeah. Not to leave your home except to, you know, get groceries or pick up prescriptions. Well, that's exactly um, that's what, about it. That's exactly what they've done here. As uh, as our prime minister went on the airwaves this afternoon at one o'clock, which was pushed back to two o'clock. Um, basically, Canada's in a lockdown. You go for groceries. You go for yes, pharmaceuticals. I, I was, just, I was yeah. just in British Columbia uh, a month ago. I was skiing at Whistler. Mm. Well, that's not quite true. My my son and his wife were skiing, and I was taking care of the twins. Oh my goodness! But um, yeah, we were just there, and it was so beautiful and. Now we're sorry we didn't ask for asylum when we had the chance. <laughs> You're always <laughs> Because you guys have, you know, an actual political leader. And, well, right now, the United States, not so much. Um, so. Well, you know what? It we're, all depends uh, what side of the line you're on, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're definitely having a tough time over here. Um, 
but we're hoping for the best. At least, uh, you know, the governors, you know, governor mm-hmm. of my state and, uh, you know, the governors of Oregon and Washington are pretty much on top of the situation. So well, they're basically the ones who are make, calling the shots here. Well, our thoughts and prayers are with each and every one of you down across the 49th parallel, and you, our cousins and you to too. the south. Um, how did you, uh, how did someone who grew up in a conservative, agnostic, Republican household get involved with witchcraft? Well, it's definitely seemed like a bit of a swerve, um, <laughs> but I had always had, uh, I had always had um, past life memories starting when I was a very young child, right. and I'd also um, always been very psychic. So as I got a little older, I was sort of chafing in the empirical playpen and saying, hmm, what what explains some of my experiences that don't seem to be mm, very easily explainable? So then uh, when I was uh, 22, I was working as a journalist uh, for a newspaper, and my editor came in and said, there's a witch on trial for fortune telling. And I was like, I'll take that story. <laughs> so, so that was uh, in Los Angeles in 1975. And uh, I... Uh, Went to the four-day trial, which was really quite the, the comedy of errors. Monty Python could hardly have done a better job. Really? And uh, yeah, oh, it was just oh, it was very, very bizarre. <laughs> yes, the whole, the whole thing. I mean, you know, just putting a, a, a witch on trial for fortune telling is in 1975 is kind of weird, right there. And you know, the prosecuting attorney kept you know saying, "Well, you're selling this thing called dragon's blood, but can you make an actual dragon appear?" And you know, strange, uh, obviously, <laughs> strange things uh, like that. And, uh, Obviously, the you know, just, it was just funny. Obviously, the prosecutor had never heard of a, a dragon fly or a dragon flower or, oh boy, right, right. There's there's a there's a there's a uh, an incense called dragon's blood mm. that doesn't actually bear well any direct resemblance to dragons, but but yeah, she was basically just trying to you know freak out the jury that this was this really horrible, twisted stuff and that they should definitely. Um, convict uh, the woman in question so it was just kind of, it was very interesting but i also felt um, very attracted to the idea that there was still i mean i thought all the witches had died you know back in the renaissance or the dark ages i didn't know they were still around you never um, met my mother-in-law they found out there was a, your mother-in-law <laughs> right 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 yes i did not realize that you could you could still do that so mm-hmm. once i realized you could do it then I was uh, I was irresistibly attracted, and now I have a uh, I have a new book that's just come out called Broth from the Cauldron. It's actually not quite out yet. It'll be out in May. Uh, it's coming out from She Writes Press, and Broth from the Cauldron um, is a collection of teaching stories, sort of a, a magical memoir of mm-hmm. you know my life and uh, various various things that I've learned both through my personal life and also through my life as a as a spiritual teacher and as a spiritual leader. Well, how many books have you written in, uh, in total? Uh, this is number four. Wow. So the uh, the first the first one the first three are all um, historical novels based on my past lives. Uh, the first one is. Uh, <clears throat> oh boy, I'm just spacing here. I've, all I've got in front of me is the new, is the new one here. Well, I, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I've got to take a commercial break here. I'll let you gather your thoughts and get whatever okay. you need. And uh, we'll be back uh, as we continue this hour here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. 
Now, listen, this is for all of you who are authors, who are psychics, who have something to sell. What we're doing is we are putting together a special publication called What to Do During the Coronavirus. And if you'd like to partake in that, send me an email, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com, and it's going to be filled with wonderful ideas, what people can do if they're bound in their homes, if they can't get out. Who knows? Maybe we'll see your ad in there. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, we also have the X-Zone Prime channel up where you can listen to the best of music from, from everything from the Beatles to the Dave Clark Five, Petula Clark, and many more at www.xzbn.com. And it is commercial free with our compliments. Welcome back, everyone. Sirwidin, uh, Falling Stars, our special guest. Her website is www.sirwidwinfallingstar.com. That's C-E-R-R-I-D-W-E-N-F-A-L-L-I-N-G-S-T-A-R.com. And before we went to the commercial break, we were talking about your books. And um, what, is yes. the la- what is the latest book you've got coming out in a little while? Uh, the latest one is called Broth from the Cauldron, right. uh, A Wisdom Journey Through Everyday Magic. All right, and you've got three and other ones, that right? Is, yes. Uh, the first one was called The Heart of the Fire, mm-hmm. and that is a um, historical novel about witchcraft set in 16th century Scotland. If you're a fan of Outlander or anything of that sort, you would absolutely adore it. And then the, uh, the other two are set in 12th century Japan. And they are called White as Bone, Red as Blood, the Fox Sorceress, and White as Bone, Red as Blood, the Storm God. So it's a two-part series, and uh, that talks about the conflict between the Genji and the Heiki, uh, one of the most um, crucial uh, turning points in Japanese history, where these two clans were battling for control of the throne. And so, uh, yeah, if you if you are a fan of anything in the uh, Japanese history mm-hmm. department. That would very much appeal if you're very interested in the rise of the samurai. That's, uh, this is very much about the rise of the samurai. And they're available on your website, yes. and I would imagine Amazon.com? Um, yes, yes, you can definitely get them from Amazon. And, uh, you know, you can uh, the new one you mm-hmm. can order from your favorite bookstore as well. It's coming out through She Writes Press. And uh, they have a very good distribution system, so you should be able to get it anywhere. Sarah Dwin, what do you say when people are skeptical about witches and witchcraft? Well, I'm skeptical, too. I actually believe that skeptics make the best witches, um, because witchcraft is really sort of like the science of the sacred. It's, It's early psychology. It's early biology is is you know what people were first figuring out you know shamans are are the uh, 
the people who journey between the worlds and who talk to the animals and the plants and bring the information back to the tribe. You know, that this is something that people have been doing since the dawn of human consciousness. And it's, it's not something weird or spooky. It's, you know, every human brain has the capacity for a great deal more than we think we do. Like if you look at how birds wheel in the sky, like a whole flock of birds, mm-hmm. that they'll all go wheeling about, you know, maybe a thousand of them, but they're not hitting each other. Psychically, they're tuned in in some way. And that we, too, have natural abilities, for instance, to read each other's minds. Um, And then we also have the ability sometimes to see the future. That's a little more strange, a little more hard to explain. And yet we've all had those experiences of deja vu. But how how can Um, we tell... It's not spooky. How can we tell... How can we tell the future when the future hasn't been made yet? And there are so many variables... I think that's a really excellent question, and I really don't understand how it works, even though I'm very good at doing it, (laughs) but I don't know what the mechanism is, and and I'm very, very curious to know what the mechanism is. Um, You know, I I think, you know, there's that book, A Wrinkle in Time, which kind of posited that that time wasn't a straight line, but Mm -hmm. was rather in waves, and so that you could cut across from a point in one wave to the next wave. but once, that, but once again, when I when, when when I've thought of that that hypothesis, it makes no sense to me because once again, there are so many variables from getting getting from point A to point B. Instead of turning right, you can turn left or not decide to go. So that I have well, a I problem. I think that's with one, that. one of the reasons why you would want to do, for instance, psychic readings, is so that you can see what the possi- how the possibilities are lining up. In case it's one of those things where by doing something different. Mm-hmm you can actually shift the outcome. And I have seen that happen occasionally where, you know, I'll say, well, you know, here's this thing coming up, and so it would be a good idea if you avoided X. And they avoid X, and then it turns out Alrighty. that that was a good thing to do. <laughs> so so sometimes you can make a, make a different turn, you know, by seeing some mm-hmm. of the possibilities, you can steer yourself more towards one or the other. Um, but other things, occasionally I get the feeling it's just somehow set. Um, you know, my son and I were in New Zealand once. We, we heard there was a, a car accident in which a man was pretty badly injured, but they put him in the ambulance. The ambulance was speeding to the hospital. And then the ambulance got an accident Ooh. and the man was killed. And we were just like, okay, well, this is his day, right? <laughs> you know, it's just like they didn't get him on the first yeah. round. Then they got him on the second round. You know, things like that, you just think, well... Man, when, you're, when your number is up, it's up. Um, and when it's not, it's not, you know, because you also hear the other kind of thing where somebody has some absolutely death-defying experience. Right. Where they absolutely should have died, but they didn't. But they didn't. So it does make me wonder if, uh, if maybe sometimes there's something has just been set, mm-hmm. you know, before you get there and that there's really uh, not a lot of choice about it. So that's one of the mysteries of life, isn't it, is, you know, how much is free will? How much is choice? How much is that? We none of us know the answer to that. You know what I can't understand? Not one psychic picked up on the coronavirus. I'm not so sure if that's true. I was um, seeing some something posted that um, someone um, uh, Sylvia Brown. I think maybe Sylvia Brown. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw that post too. Going, but there were three or four other people who claimed yeah. that same. That's very same page, and you know. So to me, it's like, eh. 
if it was only one person. Right. What's good? I, I really don't put any faith in yeah. anything I read on the Internet. I'd rather speak to people like you to get well, right to the crux yes, of the matter. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely a good idea not to get too credulous with the Internet. Yeah. After all, most of it's from the Russians these days, right? <laughs> well, I don't know. I think a lot of it is, 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 is also from people who have better, nothing better to do with their time than to just, you know, throw theories out there. And there are other people who say, well, if it's on the Internet, it's got to be true. And then you've got people like me who say, hey, listen, the Internet is the world's largest septic tank because there's more crap in it than anything else. Mind you, in today's world, That's with all the... probably about yeah, right. With the, uh, with the shortage of toilet paper, come on, guys, stop filling the Internet full of crap. Um, witches are also <laughs> associated with hexes. Now, do hexes really work? Well, you know, I tend to think that they must not work very well, because, face it, when back when in, in my government, Bush and Cheney were in mm -hmm. office... You know, people all over the world were praying for them to die. And here's Cheney, a guy with a quadruple bypass, and he's still alive. Yeah, but isn't that and a so, horrible thing? You know, if you isn't can't that, over a guy with a quadruple bypass. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I can't, <laughs> how, you know, wishing somebody death or, or you know, hexing them for death, I, th I think that is rather cruel. Like, nobody deserves that. Well, I think... So sure about that, Rob. Yeah, I mean, no, no, look no, at our, no. Look at look at Trump. I mean, no, 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 no. I don't want. I don't want to go into politics. I don't want to go into politics. <laughs> okay, well, but you can't. You know, you have to have a for instance. You know, um, but I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. I think in the same way that if someone attacked you on a street uh, on the street and was trying to stab you with a yeah. knife, I, I think you would be very entitled to defend yourself. I agree. So I think it's. I agree. If I am being okay attacked, to defend yourself. If you're, yes, being, if you're attacked. being attacked, yes, I and, do. And and certainly there are, you know, there are people in this world who have power, even though you don't want to talk about political power, who are literally attacking the earth with which we, without which we can't survive. But you see, this has so, this is nothing new. Know. This is nothing new. Come on, people have been polluting the earth and the and doing everything to screw up in the name of industry, in the name of money, in the name of power, in the name of greed. Since the beginning of time. So, yeah, we can kind of pour it on who's ever around now because we can't get the guys who started it way back when. But still, to wish somebody harm. I don't know. I, I always thought it was a creed within the Wiccan witchcraft to do no harm. Indeed. And I personally don't, don't do hexes myself because, you know, I know people, people mm -hmm. say, you know, aren't you ever tempted to hex someone? And I always say, well, aren't you ever tempted to hit yourself in the face with a hammer? No. <laughs> because that's basically, uh, you know, a hex is like taking rat poison and waiting for the rat to die. Um, the, the magic is strongest at its roots. So whatever yeah. you put through your body, your energy field, it's going to be strongest as it moves through you. But whatever happened to karma? So that's the question. Whatever happened to karma? It goes around, karma. comes around, and, you know... Uh... <laughs> So, so right. whatever Most happens, witches then? believe in something they call the law of the triple return. They believe that whatever you put out comes back to you three hmm. times. Now, I doubt that it's really quite that mathematically precise. Right. But um, on the off chance that karma is a happening thing, I would definitely um, want to be a little more careful about it. But even beyond that, let's say there's none of this you know, karma thing. But mm -hmm. nonetheless, if I'm filling my body with hatred 
who's going to be the most sickened by it? It's going to be me. Of course. Um, I'm the one who's going to. I'm the one who's going to be hurt by it. So whether you call so. that karma or not, it's just kind of a the way things work. And so most people don't hex because they think the consequences for themselves is going to be rather dire. All right, stand by. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exxon Nation, Sarah Dwin, Falling Star is my special guest this hour. Her website is www.saradwinfallingstar.com. And her books are available on Amazon.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this news break as we continue from our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, the Exxon Prime Channel is now on air with our compliments at www.xzbnprime.com. That's got all the best music, music to make you happy. And you know what, Exxon Nation? It's commercial-free. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Exonation, Sarah Dwin Falling Star is our special guest this hour. Her website is sarahdwinfallingstar.com. That's C-E-R-R-I-D-W-E-N-F-A-L-L-I-N-G-S-T-A-R.com. And she is a shamanic witch and priestess who has taught class uh, classes in magic and ritual for over 40 years. Um, let me see here. Why do you think people... Or let me rephrase the question. Why do you think there's such an interest and and resurgence in witchcraft and paganism these days? Well, I think um, that's a good question, Rob. I think that's uh, partly due to people feeling like they want to be closer to the earth, recognizing mm-hmm. that once again we need to be part of the cycles of the seasons and that we need to again connect more deeply with animals with plants and to ha- live more harmoniously on the earth we're becoming aware of how much we've we've destroyed and yeah. damaged through our treating the earth as just a goodie bag of wealth and instead of uh, as you know our conscious brothers and sisters who share share mm-hmm. this place with us um, it's interesting you know we're just talking about the coronavirus it's like well where does that come from it's apparently coming from the wet markets in China, where yeah. um, they are eating all kinds of wild animals and butchering animals in unsanitary ways, and it's the same as when AIDS jumped to humans from people eating baboons. It's you know we when we when we don't have a sense of of what our appropriate relationships are, eventually that costs us a great deal uh, as well. So it's partly the love of the earth, I think. Some of it is also um, that the divine feminine is rising again. That People are thinking that as feminism has made more and more gains, both Mm -hmm. men and women are thinking, hey, a balance between the masculine and the feminine really feels more healthy. You know, that if we have a god, we should also have a goddess, that there should be that that balance and that harmony between masculine and feminine instead of the dance of dominance that that we have been doing uh, in this culture for probably five, six thousand years. So 
I think those those two things, I think also people celebrating sexuality as being sacred. Again, in pagan traditions, sexuality is sacred as, as opposed to some of the more patriarchal tr- traditions that uh, make sexuality basically sinful and something that's opposed to spirituality instead of something that is a conduit for spirituality. So I think all of these uh, factors are what is driving the, uh, the people flocking to paganism now. I'd just like to, uh, to interject something here. Uh, Craig just sent me over some statistics because we just put on our xzbnprime.com website a poll prior to coming on air tonight. And the results are so far, and this is within an hour, 2,444 people, members of the Exo Nation, uh, believe it is a biological warfare. Um, 62 people believe that it's a lab experiment that accidentally was released into the public. 14 people believe it's Mother Nature purging her planet. And 2,782 people, or 52% of those polled, believe a virus that has uh, sent the masses into hysteria by mainstream media and misinformation on the Internet social media sites. Wow. Gosh, I don't think I agree with any of those. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, people are, you know, coming up with all kinds of different ideas. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I think, again, it's kind of simple, but when we, when we start violating natural law, there's, there's always going to be uh, some blowback for Cause that. Cause and effect. And it's not that, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the way it is. And, and the, you know, it, I think people, you know, get the metaphor confused with the, the reality, the metaphor that, you know, the reason people are saying, oh, mm-hmm. this was deliberately created and released into the world. Well, what they're saying is it is human-made. And this is a mistake that it's human-made. But it's not human-made with intention. It's just humans bumbling around doing stupid things as usual and being unconscious. And then suddenly we get our wake-up call that, yeah. that we True. bumbled a little too far. Um, you talk about being bisexual in your book. How are pagan attitudes towards sexuality different from other religious traditions? Well, as I said, um, you know, pagans believe that um, sexuality is sacred. It's the mm-hmm. force that through the green fuse drives the flower. It's that life force. You know, it's the passion of life. That doesn't mean, of course, that there's no no rules or boundaries. Right. Obviously, you know. That only applies to consenting adults. It certainly doesn't apply to anything that would involve children or anything non-consensual. Um, it does not apply to, to violence, say. Um, but to healthy sexuality that is an expression of your physical passion and that involves respect and caring for the other person or people, um, that's, that's generally seen as a wonderful way to, uh, to open up your, your spiritual center's to experiencing what it's like to be the god or the goddess in the body on this earth. Um, are there? And I'm sure you've had that experience. People have. You know, you have a passionate experience, and wow, you know, the top of your head just blows off. Well, that's why it, that's why I've been married for all these years to the most wonderful woman on earth. You yeah. know, together we have six children, exactly. thirteen grandchildren. So I know that feeling because <laughs> I have it each well, and every day. Yeah. During the rituals that witches partake, uh, do they use psychotropic drugs like other different uh, religious uh, uh, philosophies do? Uh, some do. 
um, it's not essential, you know, it's not mm-hmm. essential, right. but it's also not frowned upon, you know, not looked down on either. Yeah. So many, many people uh, explore the psyche by using those things. And I think it's, it's a fine idea as long as you're careful, you know, remember that we are in a very addictive society. So yeah. it's very easy for the servant to become the master. <laughs> so you have to be, you know, cautious about what you're using and how much and uh, what what frame of mind you are, you know, being honest with yourself about is this is this opening me further or am I using it to shut down? Because those are two very different approaches. What did your family say about you becoming a witch? <laughs> well, I grew up in an agnostic household. My father was a rocket scientist who worked for aerospace. So, mm-hmm. so I grew up, you know, the way I grew up, you know, religion was the opiate of the masses and smart people didn't involve themselves in those things. So so it was certainly a, a surprise for them. But uh, when I was first starting out as a witch, I went camping with my family. I was, I guess, 22 at the time. And um, at night, it was a full moon, and I wanted to have a, a ritual by the lake. So I snuck out of bed, out of uh, you know the, my sleeping bag, and went to the lake. And I drew a circle in the, in the sand. We usually cast a... Uh, cast a circle to have ritual and after I did that a bear walked out of the woods and he walked all the way around my circle and then off in the other direction and I was very excited needless to say and uh, continued my ritual feeling very excited that here I was just this beginner witch and this Mm -hmm. cool thing had happened and uh, as I finished the ritual I turned to go and another large figure rose out of the bushes but this was not a bear it was my father who had been watching me do this ritual <laughs> and uh, I walked up to him and he said, What are you doing, little girl? And I said, I was doing a ritual, Dad. I'm, I'm a witch. And, and he's like, Pretty good trick with the bear. So, so he was a little impressed that, that this bear experience had happened. And then he, after a while, he, as we were walking back, he said, Well, I guess it could be worse. <laughs> could have been a Jesus freak. You could have been a Harvey Krishna. <laughs> so he kind of tried to come uh, to grips with it but yeah. you know my family had I'd gone camping with my family since I was a little kid and many times I'd heard my father say why would anyone go to a church when you could be in the woods well there you go and you know he said he, he set I, it up I for you the same way listen you you live he in really Cal- set it up, even though- you live in California right yeah I was just saying where, you yes. did, where did the Harry Krishnas go? Like, didn't they start in, in California and then they were at every airport, every train station, every bus station? And I don't know when the last time I saw Harry <laughs> Krishna was. What happened to them? I really, I really couldn't tell you. I was never involved with them. Yeah. Did the aliens abduct them? Probably it was another one of those scandal things, you yeah. know, where the leaders were having sex with all the kids or whatever, you know. Oh, oh wait, a, wait a sec. Are you talking about Harry Krishnas or Catholics here? All of them. <laughs> the whole kit and caboodle. <laughs> you know, just recently yeah. uh, it came out that um, the head of the Kundalini Yoga, uh, Yogi Bhajan, was abusing uh, oh, his followers. So that was uh, that was very very sad to to see, but it's a very common uh, common, common tree, situation. Yeah. Now I just thought of something that the last time I saw a Harry Krishna was about this last. It was just before Heaven's Gate. Hmm. There you go. Well, the mothership took them up. Yeah. With the meteor. That would be that would be very interesting. I don't, I don't know, but it's possible, I suppose. Um, we have to take a commercial break in about uh, 30 seconds, but let our listeners know where they can buy your books. Give yourself a little plug here. Uh, you can buy my books on Amazon, 
And uh, the most recent book, Broth from the Cauldron, A Wisdom Journey Through Everyday Magic, is also available through your local bookstores. All you have to do is say it is by She Writes Press, and they will order it for you. All righty. So you stand by, my dear friend. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. And Exonation, once again, if you'd like to find out more information about our guest this hour, Sarah Dwin Fallingstar, her website is sarahdwinfallingstar.com. This is the Exon. I am Rob McConnell. If you don't know that after 30 years of listening to this show, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. Except thanks for being there each and every night. Four, five nights a week, four hours a night. You guys make it for me each and every day. We'll be back as we continue talking about shamans, witches, pagan holidays, and bisexuality. This is the Exxon. Don't go away. Explanation, if you'd like to take the coronavirus poll on our website, it's www.xzbnprime.com. That is also the place where you can listen to the greatest music of all time with our compliments, our way of saying, hey guys, be happy. You know, better days are yet to come. We've seen worse on this planet. We've gone through worse on a daily basis, some of us. Have faith. We are humans. We are resilient. But we've got to learn a lot of very important lessons during this time. And I think this is what is happening. Call it the Great Spirit. Call it Mother Nature. Call it God. Whoever. We are being given a lesson, a test, a warning. Let's heed it as a planet, as a people. Let's make this a better place to live for one and all. Sarah Dwin Falling Star is our special guest this hour. Her website is sarahdwinfallingstar.com. And, and where did you get the name Sarah Dwin Falling Star? Is that your Christian name? Were you born with this name? Uh, no, I wasn't born with okay. the name. Uh, it, is, it is typical for witches to choose a name when they're initiated, when they come on to the path. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was at my first big pagan gathering, very impressionable young woman of 22, and uh, I kept getting the name Caridwin, and I knew it was a goddess, but I didn't know what of. So I started asking some of the older people, and they're like, oh, Caridwin, she's a pig goddess. And I was like, hmm, a pig goddess. A pig well, like, goddess? Kind of beneficial greed. Maybe that, maybe that works. Is that, <laughs> is that P-I-G really goddess? goddess? Yes, P-I-G. Okay. Um, the Great Sow. She's known as the Great Sow. Hmm. But she's also known as uh, the goddess of transformation and inspiration. She's the one who stirs the cauldron from which all inspiration ah. is received, you know, from the creative people. Mm-hmm. That's why Broth from the Cauldron is the title of my new book. It's from that from that cauldron of Karidwan that is uh, is that, insp- that deep well of inspiration that right. doesn't run dry. 
And then the falling star, I was in my first big ritual, and I saw this huge falling star plunge through the sky, and I was the only one who saw it. So I took that as my my last name. I think it's a very pretty name. for a long time. uh, Oh, say again? I I said I think it's a very pretty name. Oh, thank you. It's it's a little cumbersome, but um, it's been it's been with me for a long time now. Um, you know, it, it, prior to getting into broadcasting full time, I used to be a policeman, and, and you know, I I used to take great pride when somebody called me a pig because back then, pig stood for pride, integrity, and guts. So there you go. <laughs> a little bit of trivia. See, for that you. was a very good rewrite. That was a good rewrite that yeah. the police officers did to to instill some pride in what in what people were calling you. That was a good good rewrite. Listen, I, I've known you a little while, and, and you you're a real nice lady. You know, you're a witch. You're a great author. So why do witches have a bad rap in society? I haven't had a witch on the show or met a witch out doing what I do. That has not been a real nice person. Well, we we sometimes argue as to who's done us the most harm, Hollywood or the Inquisition. Mm. And, uh, you know, of course, our the bad reputation all started back when, you know, of course, everything was p- pagan of one sort or another up until you have the more patriarchal religions. You have Christianity, you sure. have Judaism, you have um, the Muslim tradition. But these all arose, you know, within the last... Um, well, Judaism, I suppose, last five or six thousand years. Christianity, mm-hmm. two thousand years. Yeah. Um, so they're they're much more recent. Whereas you know, people have been doing various pagan things all the way back. You know, a couple hundred thousand years. Well, well is, isn't so a lot of Christianity was trying to take over? Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, I was just going to say, didn't Christianity right. take a lot of its Christianity from the pagans? For example, Christmas. Yes. Indeed. Oh, the yeah, Yule log, the tree. All, all the major holidays, yeah. all that. I know one of my friends who's an Episcopal minister said, you know, basically Christianity is a marriage of Judaism and paganism. And he says, we talk about our father, mm-hmm. but we never talk about our mother. And that's true. You know, that, that yes, uh, you know, Christianity kind of lifted a whole mm-hmm. lot of the stuff that they wanted out of paganism, but then they demonized the people who are still practicing the old ways because, well, that was the only way to get people to convert to what they wanted to do. Fear control. Oh, these other yeah. people are horrible, just like, you know, the, the Nazis in, in, in the World War II had to demonize the Jews. You know, mm-hmm. that you're not going to round up Jews if they say, well, they're really nice people, Yeah. but we're going to kill them anyway. <laughs> you have to say that they're evil and despicable and horrible, and and that's where you're going to kill them. You know, I just, you know, you, you see that when people try to, try to um, <laughs> gain power, they often demonize a, a, another group. All right, I have to. I have to ask you a question at this point. I'm an animal lover. What kind of doggy do you have right there? Um, a friend of mine just arrived, and her her little dog has come running in, and is very very excited to see. Oh, uh, that's a, great. A, 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 she's a pukamo. She's a, a cross between a poodle and an Eskimo uh, dog. Yeah, very cute. They were raised to be. They were bred to be circus dogs. So oh, really? She likes to waltz around on her hind legs and look cute. Yes. <laughs> Her name is Stella, and she does think she's a star. She's very cute. Excellent. Excellent. I I love animals. Two-legged ones, four-legged ones. I love animals. What can I say? Where do you see witchcraft in the next 20, 30 years? Do you see it 
continuing to grow and becoming a force to be reckoned with? Yes, I, I, I see it continuing to grow. I mean, it's uh, we now have more more witches than Presbyterians in the United States. I don't mm-hmm. know about uh, Canada. What the statistics Couldn't are there? Tell you. But yeah, I believe uh, they think there's at least 1.2 million, and uh, at this point in the United States, and it's uh, it's something that will continue because people want meaning and they want ritual. You know, I think humans have mm-hmm. a craving for ritual and a craving for um, some sense of what is the meaning of life? What's this all about? You know, what's my purpose here? Uh, people want to feel like there's something beyond, you know, just making a living and supporting the kids and all that's important stuff, but people want to feel like there's, there's a dream or a vision that is part of their life. And so uh, this is a, what I like, what I like about it is it's, it's something that doesn't require me to give up my intelligence. I don't have to believe yeah, things exactly. that don't make sense to me. I don't have to uh, believe in a dogma. I can just believe in a dog. <laughs> or, which, or, which, 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 you know, I, 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 I think that the major problem with the established religious philosophies is that they have not kept up with the time. And I think that this is one of the major reasons why people are leaving Christianity and looking for an alternative. I think that the sexual, um, problems that the catholic church is having is another reason why a lot of people are leaving the the catholic church Uh, people aren't satisfied with what they're being taught and preached to all the time and i think that the eyes are opening up and i think that you and other members of the non-traditional religious philosophies offer the masses the opportunity to expand their learning and to feel more a part of something Yes, yes, exactly. I think that's I think that's very true. Yeah. So, what do you do next? You've written four books. You've uh, started a couple of organizations. Well, I, what do you I do? Have for a, I have a fifth one that's on the way too. Uh, number number five is in the hopper. So I'm I'm working on you know first first of course I'm doing a whole lot of promotional stuff for Broth and the Cauldron. That's right. That's the one coming out in May. Mm-hmm. But I have another one that'll probably be out in another couple of years. That is another uh, memoir book, um, only perhaps a little more on the humorous side. I'm thinking of calling it Rocket in My Pocket. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Love it. Rocket <laughs> in My Pocket. Oh, yeah, as, yeah. As, as I some... think that's the other thing. Is people want a spiritual tradition where you can laugh and you can have joy. I, I and, you, agree. and you can have pleasure. And that those things are sacred and not, uh, not horrible. I, I, I would imagine that one of the easiest spells to make people happy is just to smile and laugh. Would that be a spell? Exactly, exactly. Yes. I think that's very true. That you know, just just being present with someone and really listening to them mm. and speaking what you've just heard is yeah, that's that's a love spell right there. Create more love in the world. Hey, listen, as musicians have told us for many years, what the world needs now is love. Then you've got the Beatles, uh, all you need is love. And, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Listen, sir, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us tonight. Quickly, let our listeners know one more time where they can find out more about you and get your books. All right. Uh, you can uh, look me up on www.caridwinfallingstar.com. Um, my new book, Broth from the Cauldron, will be available in May. You can pre-order it from Amazon or from your local bookstore. It is being published by She Writes Press. 
Uh, my previous books are The Heart of the Fire and the White is Bone, Red is Blood series, and both of those are available on Amazon also. And Brought from the Cauldron, what comes out in May, uh, will also be uh, available in Kindle. So you can either purchase it as a physical book or as a Kindle. Again, thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure talking to you, and I look forward to the next time you and I meet back here in the X-Zone. Always a pleasure to hang with you in the X-Zone, Rob. Take care, my friend. Merry meet. Merry meet and merry party. All right, Exo Nation, Saradin or Caradin, Falling Star. Jeez, did I get her name wrong all this time? Caradin. I thought that would have been with a K. Anyway, Caradin or Saradin, FallingStar.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as the Exxon continues here in our broadcast center and studios in Niagara, Ontario, Canada. Take our break, take our what is it? Coronavirus poll at www.xzbnprime.com where you can also listen to the best music from over the years. Commercial free with our compliments. Put a smile on your face. Be happy, my friends. I'll be back. Don't go away. Thank you. 